So welcome to our leadership series on the sofa with Angie. Today's special guest is Victoria Usher, who is the CEO and founder of Ginger May PR. So a very warm welcome, Victoria. It's a pleasure to interview you today. Yeah, really looking forward to it, Angie. Thank you for asking me. Thank you so much. So, um, so Victoria, you founded um, Ginger May uh, 10 years ago. Um, mm -hmm. What prompted you to, to set up your own PR agency? It's a really good question um, because actually I never had any intention ever of setting up my own business. It was something that I had always assumed that other people did. Um, you know, people with the, the, the name entrepreneur, um, which I certainly didn't see myself as at all, still don't actually, interestingly, um, even though you get labeled as it. Um, but I set the business up primarily, um, it was actually due to me being a, quite a new parent. I, I just had a, a baby and I was really struggling with my job at the time uh, where they were not being terribly flexible um, and actually wanted me back in the business as quickly as possible. So I, I did go back to the business within six weeks of having the baby um, because I was frightened I was going to lose my job, actually, quite frankly. And I think it was such a big realisation um, about what I was allowing to happen there or what was happening to to me should I say and I was allowing it to happen by actually acting in accordance with what was being asked of me it really shook me up and I thought you know I, I, I can't I, I can't morally continue to work with this business so I started to think about other opportunities and working for a big London agency was going to first of all it was going to be hard to start a new job with with two young children so really being a consultant setting up my own business was was actually the only viable option I had available to me um, things have changed a lot now um, but certainly 10 years ago you just didn't have the options available to you that you have now with with being a flexible mum fantastic and, and what a great um, journey as well to you know, to really, when you have small children, to embark upon setting up your own uh, PR agency. Um, and now you, you've won so many industry accolades and um, the industry leader of the year by the PRCA. Um, Ginger May won the best B B2B PR agency of the year with PR Moment Awards and, and the list goes on. So, so how does that feel if, you know, you, you never set out with the uh, intention of setting up your own business and now you're a multi-award winner, winning sort of PR guru? It, it does feel really nice. It, it's great to have the recognition. Um, you know, you put so much hard work in and it's, it's the hours that people don't see. They, they only see you visible, you know, nine to five, but then it's the very early mornings and the late nights where you're perfecting the art and thinking, you know, all my thinking goes on in my downtime. So at the weekends, I'm mulling things over. So obviously it's wonderful to have all those accolades. Um, didn't ever, obviously again, because I'd never intended to do this. It, it was a surprise when we won our first award. I, I can still remember it so clearly now we were in New York we were in Times Square and I was expecting to, to not be placed at all so um, you know we were we were announced as um, I think it was fastest growing agency of the year and it was a global award um, and it was just phenomenal and, and and such a wonderful moment it was everything that had come together everything that we'd ever strived to do um, came, came through at that moment uh, I think though actually the one that I'm most proud of is probably best place to work because actually we spent a lot of time building up our culture and people undervalue culture I think in organizations that there's more acknowledgement now that it is very important but it's always top line and growth and growth and growth and really is your people that make it um, 
you know, certainly in a consultancy such as ours, it relies 100% on the people that you have. So, you know, the fact that we got that award um, was absolutely phenomenal. And uh, yeah, it is my best award to date. Congratulations. And, <laughs> and I think, especially now as well, so being the best place to work um, and building that culture, particularly in the current environment, is something that's, first of all, really hard to do, but also so important. And um, mm-hmm. how do you see this, this new world that we're in right now? And how do you think that will benefit other sort of working mothers and women in the industry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's been a, it's been an interesting time. And I think it's obviously it's been tragic. So just to recognize that, first of all, you know, there's, there's been unbelievable tragedies that have happened. Um, I'm in quite a lot of networking groups with other businesses and, and actually I've seen a lot of them really thrive. So while some in some of the sectors like travel and, and events obviously just cannot thrive at all um, others have been really nimble about it and it's been wonderful to see that so you know the digital transformation has really accelerated and I think you know to your question um, I, I, I am so delighted that working from home now has been recognized um, across the world because we've had to we've been forced to working from home is something that we've always done in the organization and it was inbuilt within the DNA nobody was doing it when when we were doing it when we first set up we were very flexible but now because organizations have had to do it they've they've been it's been shown that it works and actually staff are really happy um that said i'm a really strong believer in office culture as well because you know there are terrible mental health issues that that can uh, that can happen from the isolation of working from home so you do need to have a balance but to your point i think this ha- this will really benefit women one of the one of the challenges that women or should I say working parents, because, of course, you know, um, it, increasingly we're seeing parents, you know, really sharing or, or dads, in fact, taking on the responsibilities of, of, ch- of child care. Um, it's become acceptable to have um, to have more time working from home, you know, on some of our staff, um, you know, are on calls with both both sets. So the client and the staff member have got children running about in the background. And it's 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 an interesting um interception into into home life and one that just would not have been acceptable before on any level it would have been seen as totally unprofessional but now I think it's actually um it, it's created more authenticity and engagement between both parties because you have that insight into somebody's life um and actually you get to know them a little bit better it kind of breaks the ice you have a chat about it and then you carry on and even when you've got you know people interrupting partners walking in you've got kids running about it's totally acceptable and totally okay. And I think the longer term effect of that will be is that more women will be, I'm really hoping and time will tell, more women will be encouraged to stay on in their careers once they have children because it is more acceptable um, to work more flexibly and and to have maybe kids at home after school and for you to carry on working within that time. So I think it will actually benefit us. The world is tipping finally towards more working parents, you know, whereas a very structured corporate environment does not lend itself to that kind of environment at all. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as a, as a sort of parent myself of two children, um, I can totally relate to that because actually, you know, as you said, having children running around, even if you were having an 8pm call was still deemed to be very unprofessional. Um, and certainly now it's just a, a natural part of, of working from home. And 
as you said, it humanizes people as well. And you can be the, the CEO of a company um, and then you see them interact with children and see a completely different persona, um, which creates that deeper level of engagement and connection that perhaps we wouldn't have otherwise had. I agree completely. Yeah, you, you see the personality behind the person. And, you know, we all know that people buy people. Um, and it's actually been a really pleasant experience to see the home lives. Even when you, you know, I'm looking at you with your beautiful picture and your sofa behind you. You know, I'm reading those, those um, markers about you and making assumptions about what, you know, what type of person you are. You know, when you've got a home life going on behind, it's, 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 it's right, actually, that that should be um, part of, 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 of your relationship because, um, you know, because it does create those deeper connections and creates for a better relationship overall and better understanding. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've talked about um, sort of women in the workplace and <clears throat> being able to sort of come back after having children. Um, how important is it for uh, women to have a, a mentor uh, at work? Mm -hmm. So I would advise every woman and man actually uh, but particularly women because there are traditional blocks um, and a mentor can help them to recognize those blocks and overcome them so when I first set the business up I I did have um, some mentors um, and I would say it needs to be somebody that's been there and done that so quite a few people that wanted to mentor me commercially hadn't actually grown the business as, as large as I had by that point. I wanted somebody that could advise me what was coming down the line because that's really important. So not just advising me on what's happening if I've got everyday queries, it's actually what's going to be coming down, what do I need to look out for? So, you know, where, where mentors are particularly helpful is where you have, uh, where you want to ask the stupid questions. So the things that you wouldn't normally ask your boss because you'd feel like, I probably shouldn't be even looking at this because it feels like it's mundane, but I, I kind of can't get past it. I just need to understand what's happening here. And quite often, intuitively, you sh those are exactly the kinds of questions that you should be asking because they are a very small part of a much bigger picture and your understanding, once that's unlocked, can really help you progress in your career. And of course, you know, with mentors, they tend to be older. So I, I mentor for um, the International Advertising Association and also Bloom and also London and Partners. And, you know, you, it, it's really interesting for me because I come across all sorts of different scenarios. But I have been there and done that, um, you know, and obviously I know a lot about my, my sector, PR and marketing, and I can advise on that. And the people I've got coming to me are, are aged, you know, anywhere between just out of uni to quite, you know, just recent CEOs. And it's really interesting to hear the breadth of their queries. And sometimes it ranges from, you know, I, I want to get a promotion or I, I don't think my boss is being fair about this. How do I deal with it? All the way to how can I, I can I make be more profitable? So it's really interesting um, seeing the breadth. And I think you should, you should never be worried about doing it. There are plenty of people out there that want to help, you know, and it shouldn't just be a commercial deal. This should be, you know, the best kind of mentors, the ones that want to do it because they want to give back. And you do get to that point in your career where you think I can, I can offer advice. Um, you know, it's not an arrogance. It's a point where you suddenly think, yeah, no, I, I, I can really give quite helpful advice here and I, I really want to. And it's very rewarding for the mentor as well um, to see that the mentee is getting something out of it. So yes, in answer to your question, absolutely. Everybody, men, women, young, old, you're never too old to have a mentor or ever, you can always, every day is a school day. You learn something every day. 
and people can can teach you things every day absolutely and and uh, and and i've also uh been one of your mentees and still still am as well and uh, <laughs> <laughs> which has been amazing you're my favorite obviously oh. angie yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you but yeah, i mean you know you've been sort of instrumental in uh me setting up my my business a couple of years ago and, and also sort of supporting me um particularly through the, the sort of hard times when you start to question yourself as well and i think you know that's where certainly for me you've been really valuable to sort of talk things through map it out and look at the future so that you can weather you know those sort of turbulent times and um, particularly in in sort of recent months so thank you very much for that pleasure I think you're you're going to be astounding um you already are it's going to be amazing what you're creating here so it just needs a bit more time uh to get it built up but it's 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 great and you're you're a natural entrepreneur that's the thing is that quite often you will speak to people and you can see immediately that they should be running their own businesses and they are trapped in a corporate job um and they're frightened of jumping because you know we are we are socialized into thinking you know we want to have this regular paycheck and that that's really reassuring having that and you've got that jump off a cliff a little bit when you set your own business up thinking well it's all now down to me but actually you're much more in control in your own business than you are in a in working for somebody else and i think that would be you know the key driver for me was that that i could take the clients i wanted to i didn't have to work with the people i didn't want to um and that i could drive the business as hard or as, as lightly as i wanted to at the end of the day whereas if you work for somebody else, you don't have any of those choices. Your only choice is to continue to leave, to continue to work with them or to leave. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> and then to, um, so as a sort of closing comment, what advice would you give to uh, people who are looking to take that leap and set up their own business? So you've already brought up one of my, my key pieces of advice that I always give, which is to get a mentor. So that would be the first one. The second is, really to assess what you're best at because when you when you set up a business a lot of people are looking to uh cut costs because it might be the first time that you've you've had to go forgo the, the, the monthly paycheck but it's it's a very bad practice to do every job yourself um you know if you can if you can charge yourself out at 200 pounds an hour you know why are you doing your accounts when you can actually pay somebody 20 pounds um it just doesn't the math that doesn't it just doesn't add up so really have a think about what kind of roles that you can uh, push out quite early on accounts being the obvious one so do be aware of what the accounts person is doing so that you can analyze your own and have it add rigor to your accounts but also understand that they're going to do it much faster and therefore it's a fantastic investment. Um, and the other thing is maybe diary management, getting a PA or somebody similar. And I know, Angie, you, you're, you're looking at doing that fairly soon because you're, you're so super busy. So, so it's that. Look at your time. Really value your time. Put a price on it. You know, working in the evenings is not a good use of your time. You need to create time for creative thinking and thinking about your job not being within your job but working on your your role and on your business and you can best do that by 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 utilizing your skills in the best way and outsourcing the ones that other people can do better even from the start Thank you. And, and some excellent advice there for anyone who is looking to set up their own business. Um, so it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today, Victoria. Thank you so much for sharing your insights, your energy and, and passion. So thank you very much. 
And you, Angie, thank you so much. And I must say, for those that are listening, I am I am in the middle of building work, so you may well have heard um, some of the some of the drilling from downstairs and my next door neighbours. So it's it's quite a noisy place to be at the moment. So, <laughs> and that's part of working from home. I also have my <laughs> plumber here. At that's the, the downside. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs>